Oh, no, we're definitely going to use all the lactating stuff, too. Welcome to Spinsters, a podcast where we love gambling. I'm Jordan Liggins, that's Haley O'Shaughnessy, and today we have guest Matt Peralt. We chatted with him at the Blue Wire Studios in the Wynn Las Vegas Hotel, and he basically gives us gambling 101. We ask a lot of questions. Also, stay tuned for part two of our Vegas series. On Thursday, you'll hear an interview with WinBet senior trader Matoy Pearson, where we get into the details of his job, which is actually setting the lines. It's fascinating. A few housekeeping things before we get started. Make sure to subscribe to the Spencer's YouTube. We have a very special video on there right now from our weekend in Las Vegas where we had a PowerPoint party. And that's all I'm going to say about that. You have to go check it out to see the rest. Um, Without further ado, let's get into our interview with Matt. No matter how the last game went, anytime you take the field, you've got a shot at greatness. Give your team the best shot at winning by recruiting more MVPs with Indeed. Go to Indeed.com slash Spinsters to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. Come here. I was like, you got to watch this. This is a great woman playing Iowa right now in basketball. And she was like, what? So she's just sort sort of now getting into sports and getting into the idea of like, daddy gambles for a living? Okay. Yes. How does this work? Like what? Daddy who, she always looks at me, Daddy, who do you want to win? <laughs> I was going to ask yeah. about that. If she's oh, yeah. like into it now. Uh, she just knows I bet. She's like, who'd you bet? Which, which team did you bet? And, and she kind of gets sports point spread. She's like, so how many points is that team going to win by? And it's like, wow. <laughs> that is, that's yeah. better than me. That yeah. is more than I didn't want to put you out there, but she's no, like, yeah. I know nothing. That is I know nothing. Jordan. Yeah, we, we, we can talk about that. I, I think that the next monster wave is going to be women who understand sports betting to the point where like ESPN sold out their ad revenue, their ad space 40 days prior to the tournament. Mm-hmm. We will start to see sports betting explode with women's sports. Yep. We it actually, are, can we just start recording? So we can- We're rolling. <laughs> okay, we, great. Okay, can we great. Just start? I was like, please, this is so good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always, I do it my, show, it my show too. I always waste all the good stuff. Yeah, in, yeah. In the, in the pre-interview. That was really one of the main things we wanted to talk to you about is oh, yeah. how much has gambling infiltrated women's sports, if at all? Yeah, let's do it. My background, obviously, I'm involved in sports betting heavily. So I bet every day. I bet every day for years and years. And so I've watched being from the play-by-play background. I was UMass women for two years. I was in college. That's how I got my first job as the voice of UVA women. And if you had told me 15 years ago, 20 years ago, that sports betting was going to be an, an enormous potential market for women's sports, I would have said, you're crazy. Mm. Or you're like, come on. There's no way. Now... If you look at the fact that we had 40 days out, ESPN sold out of all their advertising allotments for the women's tournament. And you can bet here in Vegas, you can bet on women's softball and women's basketball. Those are the two big. Certain books are looking at professional soccer as like, do you want to take bets on professional soccer? But the women who know the sport, who can actually make lines, that is a job career coming very, very soon. If mm. you are an expert in you know the teams in women's basketball. If you're able to set the lines, if you can win consistently, that is a huge market because I think once people figure out winning a bet is winning a bet. It doesn't matter. I don't get more money for betting on football. I don't get more money for betting on basketball. True. A yeah. winning bet's a winning bet. So if I can bet on a women's basketball game, if I understand the sport well enough to handicap it properly, see the sport, see a game, break it down, 
Well, then that's all we have to ask for, really. I mean, that's a winning, you know, $100 bet, $100 bet. So that market is going to just explode with legalization and people get, getting more comfortable with actually taking wagers on women's sports. Well, yeah, I mean, mm. I bet on cricket. I don't know anything about cricket. <laughs> but you bet on it? Yeah. Just for fun? Well, when it's, you know, going on and I see some tweets, yeah, I'm always like really heavy a team, <laughs> wow. heavy team India. So do you bet like Russian ping pong too? No, but uh, now that, ooh, that you that brought it up, oh, yeah, I just like I like parlays. The pandemic, I like pandemic. Parlays. Colorado still does it, and the, the pandemic became because we had nothing to bet on, so they started taking wagers on Russian ping pong. How and did that go? They're still doing it now. I mean, they're, they're making money on it, obviously, because they're still booking it. But I can't actually believe they're booking it, but they're booking it. Well, I mean, it's, we just were walking by the craps table yesterday, and that was one we were all pretty unfamiliar with. So this yep. guy who was. Um, uh, manning the table, like took us in and explained it, and they're just betting on on dice and yep. betting on side bets and betting on bets. So yep. as long as the lines are there, like they will come. But I guess that's my question: is is what does it going to take for these lines to be set? Because women's soccer, especially the national team, is so popular in the right. U.S. and maybe not the NWSL. Um, the numbers aren't the same mm -hmm. as other numbers that lines are being set for, but the growth opportunity in that has already been realized in broadcasting. Mm -hmm. Something we say in women's sports all the time, I'm sure you're familiar, is that you need coverage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not the fact that the product is bad. We need coverage. Mm -hmm. Coverage you know, just blows everything up. But it seems like betting would also yeah. create interest. Yeah. yeah. Buick's running an ad right now during the men's tournament about the fact that women's coverage is receiving basically 10%. Shout out Darren yeah. Ravel. Okay. I do. <laughs> so that run, I mean, what Buick is doing, I think is very intelligent to yeah. highlight this and highlight to someone like me who has a seven-year-old daughter who I know where my child, she's going to play sports, she's going to grow up playing sports, but she's going to have to raise her hand and be like, wait a minute, why am I not getting the same attention and the same opportunities? I'm playing just like the boys are. So mm -hmm. I think that's always been a really interesting look. It's going to take, from a sports betting perspective, it's going to take people who actually know how to take the wagers. So mm. books, it's a business, right? Mm -hmm. So you got to have people who are going to win. Right. So if you get an expert, the best female handicapper of basketball, football, soccer, whatever it may be, they get jobs in sports books in risk rooms. Mm -hmm. So eventually we're going to have somebody who's an expert in knowing every single team in women's basketball and knowing how to set a line in every single game. And they do it now through algorithms. They do it now through computers. Okay. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. What is it now if there's not women? They use it. It's just they, they don't take big bets on it. Okay. They're not comfortable. So the limits are very low and the interest most people don't know that you can bet right now on who's going to win the college world, the women's softball world series. Like you mm. can go into a book right now and make that bet, but the market's small because it hasn't been amplified. hasn't been talked about. So mm -hmm. that's going to be the future. I think as we amplify women's sports in general, you also amplify the fact that you can win money betting on this sport. But it's going to take somebody going in who's very confident in their knowledge to create the lines and also ensure some confidence in the business. Books. No, it's going to come down to business. It's, it's supply and demand. Sports books are going to make lines and take bets based upon the demand of the customer coming in. And I think mm -hmm. as women's sports grows, I think people who watch women's sports, like my co-host for the Bostonian versus the book, the show that we do every, every weekday is has three daughters. Two of them are huge softball. One goes to college, plays in softball. He coaches a travel team with his other daughter. And they watch softball all the time. And my, he was a 25-year bookmaker. And he's telling his daughters that, look, this is going to be an opportunity. You can make money one day doing this if you know softball because the sport is exploding right now. Really? Yeah. Yeah, women's softball is taking off like crazy. Well, I, I'm really, I'm surprised. I, I'm saying the really that he's telling his daughter 
Oh, yeah. Keep up with this. Because I guess I wondered if there were, is that really the most important prerequisite is just knowing something so intimate? No, but I mean, knowledge of numbers is obviously, sports betting, when you really break it down, is a numbers game. Mm -hmm. It's all about numbers. So there are algorithms, there are computer programs, there are things that are set up that will tell you basically they'll run 10,000 simulations and this is what actually is going to happen. Then you take that simulation and you look at it from other factors a computer can't get into, home field advantage, who actually is hot, who's in, who's out. You start playing around mm. with the numbers that way. But you look at the audience size, and the audience doesn't know, hey, you could bet on this. Mm. And the Women's yeah. College Softball World Series is a huge event. They go to California and here in Nevada to these big, huge showcases, and there's like 10,000 people there to watch these girls play. So it's an exploding opportunity. Yeah. And as you enter the idea of, hey, did you know you could bet on this? It's like, wait, what? I can bet on this. Is it going on right now? Yeah. For who, softball? Yeah. Who should I bet on? Uh, UC- <laughs> I mean, we're here. Uh, I mean, I've got I mean, hours for my fl- I filed at 11.55 p.m. <laughs> UCLA wouldn't be a bad one to jump Ooh, on. Oklahoma a- would be a good one. Okay. Well, this is all from Dave Sherapan. So, Dave, if you're watching this, I'm not stealing you. <laughs> this, this, is, this is Dave's content. This is my content. I could not tell you one person on any of those teams. He just tells me who you should bet on. So he would say, bet Oklahoma, bet UCLA. Um, and then there was one other West Coast team he was telling me I was forgetting about, but Maybe Cal State Fullerton. Um, oh, that sounds- that, yeah, that, that, that works out. But like those are the markets that people don't know about. Mm-hmm. And I think once, just like I did not know that Creighton and Iowa were playing today. Okay, I'm very close to Creighton University. I've been watching the men's team for a while. Huge NCAA tournament game. I turned on, it was on ABC, big ABC, which was huge to see it. I turned mm-hmm. it on, there's the game. I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know the game was on. That's the problem that we don't have. You mentioned coverage and the, the attention that's not being shown, the spotlight's not being shown, the world is so chaotic and there's so much fighting for our attention that it's tough to break through. And I think we will have eventually more and more young girls demanding that that happens, that they want this. Like this is, I want to watch stories on this person or this person and I want to watch a basketball game or a, or a soccer match or whatever it may be involving these sports teams. That I think ultimately will will grow as more and more young women, like my daughter, who will come up and say, hey, um, this is not, like, I want this coverage. Why don't mm-hmm. I have the same type of access to information that my, everyone else has always had? Yeah, that, that Caitlin Clark mm. is, is the Iowa. Iowa won, right? I think Iowa won. They, I, they were, I would be very surprised if I've... Yeah, they were, like down, they were down the whole game. Caitlin oh Clark had hit one three. And it was like, I left, when I left the house, it was like 58-55 oh, no. Iowa. And Creighton had led the whole game. So I don't know how it end, ended up, but... It was a sold-out environment, and like those are there's certain pockets in the country right now that women's sports and women's athletics are just huge, and a lot of it's on the college uh, level at the moment. Mm-hmm. But it eventually will start to become like the WNBA here. I mean, I, yeah, this was the Aces. Yeah. Did that kind of help with huge. the the betting because it now it's someone that's in the yes. town and people that they bet the see? Aces all the time mm. here. The WNBA cool. is very well bet in Vegas. Uh, it's a very fun event to go to. I took, I took my daughter when we had the WNBA All-Star game here. I took my daughter. That was her first ever basketball game. She was four years so old, fun. and she was like, what? She didn't, it's like women playing what, though? She just didn't, <laughs> it didn't click in her head. And she could, oh, this is really cool. And so, like, that experience and exposure is so incredibly important is, is to show our young children, our daughters, hey, this is what's going on, our boys too, for that matter, that like, this is what's going on. This is the sport that's being played. And, and here, having WNBA here has been phenomenal. The Aces have been one of the best teams. You know, they've been having, having the success that they had right out of the gate, which was really, really cool. So yeah, people do bet the Aces a lot here. It's fun. 
That's good. Is, uh, this is a little bit of like a deeper, maybe more uh, philosophical question, sure. but is any other element of gambling in general, not just sports gambling, mm. gendered? Because there are like all kinds of things you were talking about before. Your mom is a lactation expert. Yeah. It was her whole career. And so she noticed that there are certain things people haven't thought about that are conveniences that women need yep. to go throughout their lives. So I'm just curious if there are anything else where you think this was very clearly set up for men. Men, yeah, There's whether no it's in person, whether yes. it's, I mean, I'm not no. going to lie. It's a it, lot of guys for this weekend. It is an, <laughs> intimidate, it is, it is an intimidating thing, for even mm-hmm. for men. Okay? Yeah. If, even for men. When you walk up, the, the, the biggest barrier to sports betting, the reason why mobile applications have exploded is because walking up to a window where you have to talk to a teller and basically admit that you don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. That's really difficult. It's all these numbers. Minus 110, minus 115, minus 7, minus 7.5. What does that mean? What do those numbers mean? Does it, should I care if it's 6.5 in football versus 7.5? Should I care if it's 3.5 versus 2.5 in basketball? Like all these questions you have to like verbalize. And so it's a little bit like a, for, for men, it's like a real big shock. For women, it's, even, it's doubly where you have to walk up and be like, okay, can you teach me how to bet? The same thing happens on table games. Mm-hmm. So you walk up to a table game, never played craps before. It's like, okay. It's literally happened yesterday. Yep. You're staring, at, you're staring at the table and you're like, come line five, six, what's that number mean? Where did I go? Who, what, seven? Craps, what? All those things are very intimidating for anybody. So that barrier to entry with sports betting is one of the biggest things we have to knock down for women because new women gamblers are the same as new men gamblers. There's no difference between the two. Mm-hmm. It's just we expect men to know more. Oh, you're a guy. You should know about sports. Well, I met plenty of guys who know nothing about sports. Oh, have so, we? <laughs> yeah, we know nothing about sports. We know nothing about the game, but, they, but just because the, the, you know, the gender says they're supposed to. So th- that is one of those things from how do we break that down? How do we uh, make it more acceptable? How do we make mm-hmm. it more less intimidating? That's for us in the gambling industry, even in table games in general. To make it okay to say, I don't know. Well, and shout out to Arthur yesterday at the craps table. He he <laughs> saw us looking and he said, come here, guys. It's slow. I'll teach yeah. you how to play. He very yeah, obviously he did. saw that we did not know what but was going on. that's perfect. That's what yeah, they're that now to do that, to recognize people who might be looking and saying, hey, guys, you want me to explain this? Because it's all gibberish. I mean. It's another language. It really. really. I mean, it, all of it. I mean, what. You know, why am I putting my money here and did I lose? Did I win? Like, well, that's the other thing. It's, it's your money. So yeah. you're not, it's not just like you're, <laughs> right. you're fucking around in the kitchen. Right. You're like trying to make a dish. It's right. your money. Yeah. You know, so you're so you want to make sure you're thing. doing something right. Yes. But what, shout out to our guy, Arthur. And he did teach us some <laughs> stuff at the craps table. But anybody win? We, we, we didn't, didn't actually play. play uh, by that okay. time in the night, the minimum was like 100. And I was like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I got this online first. Win is, you're in a, yeah. Yeah. You're in a casino that's not going to be cheap to gamble in. But I said something wrong that I didn't know that I was wrong. I guess, well, I know you're not supposed to say seven when it's rolling. But I I asked about the roller. Like, the guy next to me was winning. And I was just like, oh, like, how often do they change the rollers? They're like, no, don't say that. Don't say that. Is there anything in, like, betting that you're not supposed to say? You're supposed to not bet with a $50 bill. Which is the dumbest thing? Really, fifty dollars bills. I didn't bills. know that. I have a fifty. Remember, Haley? I have a fifty dollars bill. <laughs> no. I was like, oh, I got putting fifties on the on a table or at a counter in Vegas. They okay. Fifty dollars bills are considered unlucky. Why? I have no That's idea. That's definitely an industry thing where they're like, 
Yeah. You just I'm don't want to gambling. Just like, no, come with your hundreds. Yes, <laughs> that's what they want. They, they want Benjamins. They don't want the 50. They, they, they think it's, it's the, if you pull out a bunch of 50s, it's like, oh, no, oh, no. And they're like the last person on the shoe of a um, of playing 21, they think that that person doesn't know what they're doing because they can ruin the whole table. They can kind of, but not really. Uh, other superstitions. Um, no, not I think that that's kind of it. The, the, those are the ones that the, you don't talk about the roller. You don't talk about how many times someone has won in a row when they're rolling. Mm. Like you just oh, like, just, you just don't say. You, don't, you let it, you just, you just let talk. it ride. Yeah, like you don't upset that mojo. You just let it ride. Whatever's happening, eight, nine, ten in a row, like it's fine. Don't yell out numbers. That, yeah, that's another one. Um, yeah, I think I that's it. Brought my notebook. Hey guys, Jordan here. And if you don't know by now, cooking is not my strong suit. So I'm super excited. We are partnering with HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit service. So I don't have to worry about cooking during the week. HelloFresh cuts back on time spent in the kitchen so you can spend it on your other New Year's resolutions with meals ready in around 30 minutes or less. Plus, their quick and easy meals have low prep, which means an even faster route to putting food on the table. Go to HelloFresh.com SPIN16 and use code SPIN16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. I know what you're thinking. Jordan, why don't you just go eat out? Well, HelloFresh is 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal of the same quality. And I'm all about saving money. My fiance and I cannot wait to receive our HelloFresh box this week, especially because we won't have to fight over who does the dishes because it's such an easy cleanup. Go to HelloFresh.com spin16 and use code spin16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. No matter how the last game went, anytime you take the field, you've got a shot at greatness. Give your team the best shot at winning by recruiting more MVPs with Indeed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Start hiring right now with the $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job posts at Indeed.com spinsters. Offer valid through March 31st. And Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. Go to Indeed.com spinsters to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy. And Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest. Indeed.com slash Finsters. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah. Well, so when you were talking about making it, it just more accessible in general, especially yeah. sports gambling. Mm -hmm. And you said that you're, you guys are actively, everyone is trying to actively figure that out, yeah. which I appreciate. Is there anything off of the top of your head that you would recommend? Because I think we might be calling this episode... The Girlie's Guide to Gambling. Okay, sure. So, and you know, Jordan hasn't before. I was going yeah. to, after this, like, you know, take her to the sports book, yeah. maybe do a couple. Yesterday, we went, we did yeah. roulette, Harry. But like, had so, a great so time. here's he, the difference. <laughs> one of the big things about betting in a casino versus betting in a sports book, the big difference, and this is why sports betting is not a major moneymaker for the casino. So here in Vegas, the casinos will make, in the area of like $2 billion a month on slot machines. 
Okay. On slot, <laughs> on slot machines. Okay. They will Ooh. make Nevada casinos will make on average in a way around four hundred to five hundred thousand dollars a month on sports betting. Okay, it is a monster difference. Wow. Okay. The reason sports betting is a small hold business. They're going to make three to five percent. Okay. Just based upon the fact that a game takes two hours. Yeah. You can lose a hundred bucks that you guys saw at a table very quickly. Okay. <laughs> this guy. Oh my God. Listen, if you're for some reason listening, this guy, <laughs> if he, you know who you are, what, what, what shirt do you have on? Like some kind of mountain looking shirt. I don't know. He came up. <laughs> we were playing roulette. Okay. We were there. We were very conservative. He comes up regularly. This like probably 22 year old guy, in a green shirt, and would just put down a thousand dollar chip. Yep. And would just it wouldn't work, and he'd just walk away. Yep. And then like he kept coming back, and I just I didn't even want to be around him. He was making me so. Nervous. But you realize that $1,000 to him was like $5 to you. Yeah. Well, inflation <laughs> yeah. of, yeah. So yeah, you have yeah, to realize yeah. that like, for a lot of people, gambling is, is incredibly personal. So like to that person, it's only worth his time to have a grand. We call it a dime in, vague, in, in sports betting. You call a grand a dime? It's a dime, yeah. Nickel is a 500, dime is a 1,000. So if you hear someone say, I want a dime, it's $1,000 down. Okay, that makes sense. Nicholas, five hundred. Okay. So if someone says I want two dimes, they want two thousand dollars down on on whatever, on whatever the, the the team is. But for him to get interested, it has to be a thousand dollars. So for us, it could be five dollars. But for him to get interested in it, it's just it's what gambling is such a weird. And I've been in it long enough that like I've seen a lot of it. Is that like everyone has their own barrier where it's worth their time? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like how much money is it? How much money do you have to invest in it for you actually to want to pay attention? Because when you bet on sports, it's proven this, you know, it's watching the sports leagues go through it right now. But like if you have five, up to $5 on a game, you will be in the area of like 75 more percent interest in, in the game throughout the entire game. Sure. You will watch yeah, the point. entire time. Yeah. So think about having $500 down or $1,000 down. And so you're watching it and watching it and you're glued to it because you have an investment in the outcome. Mm -hmm. So that's why all the leagues are so geared towards getting new gamblers in these new states to get them to pay attention because it makes their television ratings go through the roof. More TV ratings means more money for them, ultimately. So, like, in Vegas, we know that the big market, the table games and the slots, is where you make all the money. But the fun is a lot of time in the sports book. Mm -hmm. And you can spend three hours. You, you go watch a game today, and you put $10 down on a game, whoever, you know, whatever game tonight you want, Duke and Michigan State. So you go bet on the game. You're going to sit there and watch it for three hours. Mm -hmm. And you may only have like $15, $20 on the game, but you're invested because you're really interested in it. But the person at the slot machine that's playing the dollar slot just burned through $200, dollars $1,000 $1, in that same time that you were watching your $15 right. game yeah, going on. They just, they just ripped through that thing. So that's what people don't realize about betting. And a lot of times mobile betting is what, keeps it on your couch and you can just make a play and you're sitting on your couch and that's what I do every day. I make every, I, all the bet I make is on my phone and you just make the bets. You don't have to go physically into a sports book. Mm -hmm. So that I think is one, a barrier to open women to sports. The phone is a huge deal. I would agree because you know, this is true of a lot of things, Jordan. I'm sure you had this too. When you are a marginalized gender and you're like, I'm going to get into sports mm -hmm. or something that is inherently masculine. You, you do feel like, I, th I think everybody's aware of this phenomenon now where you have to know everything, everything. even to have a base level interest. So I well, would read the, I mean, just not to interrupt you, but, but that is that type of male behavior, if I'll call it that 
has to stop as 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 we as we go I agree. <laughs> as we as we progress and as we raise our our young children our boys that type of thing where a woman has to be perfect always just to get even the time is insane mm-hmm. and, it, and in sports betting unfortunately it's the I feel like I'm back in radio 20 years ago mm, because if you are in sports betting you have to do you can't just like have a bad streak. Like you can't just lose. Like you have to be way more successful or into it. And you have to have even thicker skin than I have. I mean, guys, mm-hmm. people come at me all the time. They write horrible things about me on the internet, whatever. But I just brush it off. I've been in talk radio for 20 years. It doesn't matter to me. But like someone who might be like 25 years old and they're getting involved in sports betting for the first time, or they're involved as a content creator and they go through a losing streak or whatever. It's like men are so quick to go into just attack mm-hmm. and they don't, I don't think they ever stop to think like, would you say that same thing to a guy who just started with sports betting? Like, would you have that same type of like quick reaction to stick a knife in them and be like, you're done. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. You're whatever insult you want to come up with. So that that's my, my big frustration when it comes to making it a more accessible media landscape, yeah. but also sports betting and sports media landscape is that, can't we just judge everybody on the same level? Like if you know something, you do or you don't. And you have an area of expertise because guys, the dirty secret about sports betting, everyone loses. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Nobody really knows. Yeah. Can we swear? Yeah. Can we, can we swear? So my, my co-host has a line because nobody knows shit. Okay. And this is, we, we talk about this all the time. Nobody knows shit. People like to pretend they know stuff. Guys love to pretend they know stuff. Okay. I feel like that's in every okay. area like life. We don't, guys don't know shit. Okay. No one. No, again, again, again. When, when, when you My put, when you put a shot up, okay. When Steph Curry takes a shot, I know there's probably a 65, 70 chance that's going to go in, but he's going to miss three out of 10 times. He doesn't think he's going to miss, but he misses. We all miss. We all lose. Everyone in sports betting. It is mathematically difficult to win. The best gamblers in the world hit 54%. They're losing 46% of the time. And that's the best of the best who are making the biggest impact and making their actual living on it. The dirty secret of sports betting is that everyone is full of shit. Mm. It's incredible. Everyone's full of shit. They all lie. They all boast. They all pretend. They all like to say, I know this. I know that. It's such, it's like toxic masculinity is one thing, but like it's on like a whole different level in some sectors of sports betting because a lot of them, a lot of the guys are older, as mm-hmm. you've seen. Okay, so now we're talking about right. 65, 70 year old people who have been raised in a different world than what we are here today, mm. and some of them don't like it. Some of them don't like the way the world is right now. So it's like that's ours. It's our one little thing, and you're you guys are infiltrating what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So. I'm all for blowing it up and, and changing it and making it as accessible as possible. The phone's the way that it happens because yeah. you don't have to worry about that walking up to a board and going, woo. <laughs> yeah, no, it, there really is something because you can just, you can Google on the side what yeah. everything means. 100%. You know, so you can make sure you're not going to, you don't even have to worry about saying the wrong thing. You're just going to plug it in. Yeah. Um, right, and, and you don't need to know when you say it. Like, walking up, in, in the other kind of funny thing, and I don't know if you guys are like this too, but like, Money is real in your hand. Money on a screen sometimes is kind of like... Oh, it's fake. Yeah, it's, that's it's, why <laughs> online shopping right? is every time. It's real, right? It's real, but is it really real? Like, like, am I putting $100 down or am I putting down just like three little numbers in there? Like, yeah. what am I really doing? Is that money actually existing? So yeah, like, we'll that also is a little bit of a trick when it comes to the, comes to the phone because you can go ahead and 
I just take some some numbers from this account and I'm putting numbers on that account and I can just go ahead and do whatever I want and then you know I win or lose. So the Good phone point. the phone is a very <laughs> big game changer to bet on. I think also just the knowledge that everybody the fifty four percent of the, the best gamblers are lost. The, what was the fifty four? The best gamblers in the world hit at fifty four percent. There so you go. Forty six percent of the time they're losing. Okay, there we go. So. That to me is like the biggest takeaway. Yeah. That yes. every technically everybody is losing in this. Everyone losing, even is no matter how much you know, you can right. never because gambling it, minus one ten. Okay, this is this is our our intro to gambling. Minus one ten means in order to win a hundred dollars, you have to put up a hundred and ten dollars. So you're ultimately putting up ten dollars more than the book is. Got it. Then it, it just goes up from there. Okay, and there's different odds and different percentages, but. As we start the fundamental bet, meaning $110 to $100, we as players are already at a disadvantage. We're already down. Mm -hmm. So you're walking in down $10 as you're trying to get over that over and over again. So if you're hitting at, you have to hit at a 54, 53, I think it's 52.5% or something like that. You have to hit to get over the juice, as they call it. It's very difficult. Billy Walters, who was one of the famous, most famous gamblers of all time, said his best year ever was 57%. That's the Michael wow. Jordan of betting. Okay, that, that is the Michael Jordan. Fifty-seven percent was his best year ever. So it's just you know th- those are the things where people don't fully grasp gambling. Mm-hmm. But if you're coming into it as a female, just understand that the guys don't know anything either. Mm. They act like they do. They all lose. They all lose consistently. DFS, they all lose. You know, hey, I'm, I know about this because I watch my team. No, you don't. Like you probably bet on your team every day and lose every day. So don't like blow. You can take your boyfriend and, and totally you know, rip his line off. Be like, you show me your account. Like for real, like, show me how many times you bet, how many times you lose. And then do the math. And I guarantee you he's losing. Even if you are, <laughs> if, even if someone is very familiar with gambling, that does not necessarily mean that they are good at it. No, it's yeah. really hard. I have some, I have some weeks where I'm on fire and I'm like 17 and three. And I'm like, this is amazing. The next week I'll go, oh, and 10. I'll just get completely, it's the biggest roller coaster and it's emotionally draining and you have to stay emotionally, you have to stay very much committed to it. And it's one of the reasons why new gamblers get out of it because it is, it's taxing. I mean, it's not fun to lose your money. It's not fun to like, you know, I had all this and now I have that. It's like, that's no fun. So slow and steady. The other thing is, if someone tells you to bet a parlay, do not bet parlays. <laughs> they are losing wagers. Oh, I, I was hey. going to say, that's hey, I everyone, just what a everyone, is of everybody <laughs> wants to do bet a little to win a lot. Okay. That's, that's okay. My bread and butter. All right. I don't have they any love bread you. Anymore. The books love you. <laughs> they build wings onto the wind based upon you and that philosophy. That's why I took a two hour shower this morning. I was like, I paid for this. Okay. Do not, do not bet. Parlays. Okay? Oh, shit. Okay. Parlays well. are a loser. You don't get true odds. They are lottery tickets. Okay. If you're betting Ooh. a parlay, the only parlay I can honestly say two leg money line parlays aren't awful. Three legs should be the most you ever play. Anything more than a three leg parlay is a bad bet. I don't care what the, I don't care what it is. I don't care how many guys. Okay. That is, that is a, that is a bad bet. I know I'm hitting close to home, but. It's a bad bet. Anything three, anything four legs or higher, because you're not getting true odds from the sports book. Well, that's we won't go into that now. But like you, you, you're not getting your real odds by betting it. So, books don't like me to say that because books. I don't know if you guys sponsor. Don't worry, books. Book, I'm gonna keep doing sports it. Sports books love <laughs> parlays that keeps them in business. They're wow, par- they're very par- interesting. What what they hold from a profit perspective on a straight bet 
versus parlay wagers is like six to seven to one. Oh, goodness. Oh, that's what I was going to say. So for a newbie like me, if I'm going in for my first game, just go one game. Pick a side. Pick a, okay. Pick, pick a, a side. Pick either a money line. Who's going to win? Okay. Okay. Just, Let's just start there. Start there. Okay. Walk up. Look at a game. Who's going to win? Okay. Most likely try to avoid playing heavy juice, which is the minus 200 or 300, but you might have to in your first okay. bet. Okay. But the point spread is going to tell you how many points they have to win by. That okay. can also be a little simple. You're like, okay, they have to win by three points. Okay, I can do that. Normally, it'd be minus 110. So if you're going to put, you know, it's 60, it's 55 bucks to win 50 or 110 to win 100. So you just go in there and make that bet. Watch the game. It's not going to, you're not going to become a millionaire. The reason why. You needed to say that. Thank yeah. You. <laughs> there's a reason why the sports books put up their tweets for every person. For some reason, I'm like, none of this applies to me. Like the parlay <laughs> thing, the millionaire, I'm like, have you seen, he, so everyone have, should listen to him. Have you seen the tweets? Have you seen the tweets where someone puts a $10 bet down and they have a 20-leg parlay and they win $500,000? Yeah, yeah right? like the rarities, yeah. yeah. Okay, why do you think they tweet that out? There's more hundreds of people who are doing that. It is, it's like catfishing. It's like they're throwing, they're just throwing it out there to get you to think that that could be me. That person, why can that be me? It's, a lot, it's, it's literally out of the lottery's textbook. Why do lotteries hold press conferences for people that they win? Because they want you to say, it was John Smith from the town over. Mm. He went to that convenience store. I go That'd to that me. convenience store. Oh, and now it's the same principle when it comes to parlaying. It's a lottery ticket. They can hit, but it's not. Money management to me is a huge deal with sports betting. Flat wagering means you make the same monetary amount every time you bet, regardless of the juice. Oh, interesting. Okay. So another tip. Whatever your bankroll is, your bet size should be basically 3 to 5% whatever your total is. Total that I'm planning on betting? betting. That, bankroll. Oh, okay. okay. So that week, that day, that month? Period. Hmm. Whatever you can lose that your life would never change. Okay, your, your bankroll should never be an amount of money that if it went away tomorrow, it would never change the single thing, car payment, rent, anything. Nothing changes if you lost all the money. So like say you take $100, it's $5, 5%, 3 to $5. Most books make you have a $3 minimum or $5 minimum, but 5% of that. So then you just add the zeros as you go up with it. That's your bet every time. $5 on $100 every single time you bet, regardless of the juice, the whatever the line is, doesn't matter. Mm. You stay in the game, okay? You're not gonna. It's gonna be slow and steady. I preach to my audiences. It's it's. We are not the tortoise. We are the or not the hare. We are the tortoise. We're going very slow, incrementally winning more money as we can go. I thought you said Taurus at first. I was like, that does add up because they are <laughs> more mature. Yeah. They're better with their money. Yeah. They're stubborn. Yes. No. So I was like with you, and then yes. you said hare. And no, I was no, like, no, no, no. We're not. We're not going fast. Okay. There's no quick fix. There's no way the books because the way. The dirty secret of like with lotteries and everything else is like if you do win ten thousand dollars on a parlay, chances are you're going to lose five or six of it back because you're going to keep on betting it. Oh, I just hit it! Look at me! I'm going to keep on going. I'm going to bet mm. more and more and more. So like that's bankroll management, slow and steady. Whatever that is the most important thing to understand. Try to stay in the game. Try not to go out quickly because it's easy to do it. You can burn out fast. That's Matt, before we go, can yeah. you tell us your um what adjective do you want to use? Your your best gambling story, Jordan? What most your memorable, most memorable, wildest? And it could be something you saw too. Like I just saw well, a guy get in the fight with the convenience My most host. well, my most wild <laughs> story is actually not in sports betting. It actually is in uh, playing in poker. So I was wor I was working in in Omaha, Nebraska, 
And I was the afternoon drive show host there, and the casino in town asked me, would I come and play in a poker tournament? They would pay me a talent fee to go play in the World Series of Poker satellite event where the winner got a seat in the World Series of Poker. Whoa. Wow. Okay. $10,000 seat. This is cool. Pay me two fifty. Okay, yeah. On a Saturday afternoon, I'll go in there and play. So you, you didn't have to do the... You didn't have to buy I, I went and played. I went and played in, in the poker tournament, but they, I didn't pay the entry fee. They paid and for they me. And they paid you. And they okay. paid me. So I, I walked in essentially up 500 bucks. So, all right. This is in the poker boom. So I decide I'm going to do something a little bit more chaotic. I'm going to go and actually like pretend like I know what I'm doing. So I walk in in like this really tight shirt, hat. <laughs> I got to look the part. I always my, do my, have the yep, My hat's pulled down low. I got glasses. And I got my earbuds in. Oh, okay? yeah. So I'm like, I'm playing this for real. So I'm playing a couple hands, a couple hands, a couple hands, blah, 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 blah. So we're playing. After about an hour, I'm like, there were two, I think there were 500 people. I think we're down to like 250. We took a break. We come back out. And I'm, one of my friends was there. And he was just like, how you doing? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just playing. I'm winning. I'm alive, blah, blah, blah. He's like, are you going to play aggressively? And I'm like, I don't know, maybe. And he's like, you should probably just play aggressively. I'm like, okay. So I start playing really aggressively. I start winning and winning and winning. Well, I'm all in with this table with five people and I have two, a pair of twos. I'm totally bluffing. I'm bluffing the entire table. I'm like, I'm like, I'm just bluffing and bluffing and bluffing. Wow. On the river flips over a two. I knock out the entire table. All of a sudden everyone's like, uh Oh, this guy knows what he's doing. <laughs> and it, it starts, it starts to click. I'm okay, This is my first time ever playing poker live. Okay, I've never played <laughs> poker live before. I like, played it on hey? the computer. I, oh I knew the rules, but I never actually stood across. So we're going and going and going, going, playing and playing and playing. I make the final table. Okay, we're at the final table. Wow. Keep going. How keep many going. people are on the table? Uh, this is five. So now we're down to five. Of five hundred. Of five hundred. Oh, the first time you've ever goodness. played. First time I've ever played live. What? So then I'm watching. I'm I'm getting these cards, and I'm like now I'm like, they're intimidated by me. Like they don't they because they're playing because they have two hundred fifty dollars in play. Like, they don't want to get knocked out. I don't. I just start pushing people around. I'm all in on every hand. All in, all in, on. I'm just taking guys out. Bing, boom, 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 boom. Down to me and one other guy. Across the table from each other. Final table comes. They go, this is Matt Peralt from Big Sports 590. The kid that I'm about to play listens to my show every day. Oh, my okay? goodness. His dream was to come to Vegas to go to the World Series of Poker. He was a puddle. The second he was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I listen to you every day. Uh, uh, beat, I beat him in two hands. Bam. Whoa, done. you won? I killed what? him. I, w- I won the whole thing. Gets better. <laughs> so get better than so that? Now, now, now I have a $10,000 seat, okay? This kid I played, his dream is to go to Vegas to play in the World Series of Poker. He just won $5,000. Second place prize was five grand. Second, first place prize was, this, was, was the $10,000 seat. I said, look, give me the 5K. I'll give you the seat. Kid's like, you serious? I'm like, yeah, give me the seat. We swap. He gives me 5K. I've got, I've got the seat. I turn around and I walk right out of the casino. I'm like on a cloud nine. It's one, one thing. <laughs> I sit down right away on a blackjack table. Okay. Right. Oh my, no. oh my okay? goodness. Right. Right. On a, I, Matt, I go think right, about what you told us. Okay? I, know. I, I went right to a blackjack table. $100 a hand, right? Okay? 11 and one. I won 10 hands at 100. I want another, another $1,000 right there. I walked out of that casino up $6,000 and what they paid me for 250 bucks. 
What a day. Yeah. And then he quit gambling. <laughs> I quit, I've not played in a poker event since. I've well, not played live poker Yeah, since. I mean, no well, offense. You don't play poker. <laughs> yeah. I don't play poker. But it was it, that. that's my craziest poker gambling, gambling story. That's great. Story. That I, I ended up, up, up 6000 My producer at the time had to come down to believe it. He didn't believe any of it. He, was, he came down. He was like, wait a minute. Like, we, we, what? Like, how did you do this? I was like, I don't know. The car, I should have been dead on that river. But I, I was bluffing. I had a pair of twos. The river card flips, and I knocked out the whole damn table. And everybody was like, uh-oh. It was a tight shirt. This guy is a tight shirt. It's a tight shirt. Everyone knows this guy knows what he's doing. I the earbuds for me. Oh, it was earbuds. It was like glasses. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was just. Look the part. Hey, yeah, I, I saw the other guys doing it, and I was like, all right, listen to music and play poker. And wound up up, wow. six, up six grand. One thing I'll say before we go is yeah. that we know this from yesterday. If you wear a shirt that looks like it could be long on. Dan Flashes. Dan Flashes. You're either a really reckless gambler or you're a good gambler. <laughs> We've seen a lot of very wild and. They could be one and the same, by the way. Yeah. A good, a good gambler and a reckless gambler can kind of be the same person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that could be the same person. One Matt? last oh, quick yeah, thing. Yeah. Creighton did beat Iowa. They won? Yeah. Oh my wow. goodness. So Jim Flannery is the head coach of Creighton. I've known him for since 2004. Caitlin. Amazing dude. Caitlin Clark, see ya. Iowa. Wow. <laughs> Iowa gets both Iowa men and Iowa women get bounced in the second round of the oh. tournament. I'm not going to lie, as a Louisville fan, this bodes That's incredibly well. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah, they won't. Creighton will win the next game. That's a, what a win. On the road in Iowa City, they won at Iowa City. Wow, that's the wow. biggest win in Flan's career. That if is a only, huge win. If only people massively bet on it. Yep. <laughs> in Iowa, I bet they did. Because I, I, I was legal and they would, they did take bets on women's basketball this year. I bet Iowa, I bet the handle was pretty darn big in Iowa. It was the biggest sporting event in Iowa today. Oh, I guess well, Iowa State plays tonight. So it was, it was probably, I, I don't know, I'd be curious. Yeah, more, get back to us on that. There's more, Hawk, there's more Hawkeye fans than, than Iowa State fans. I think you said Hawkeye fans. Like, Hot guys. Hawk Hawkeye. Eye. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe sometimes same thing. Hawk, and on Hawkeye. Iowa. Um, thank you, Matt. I appreciate it. <laughs> thank you, Matt. This was awesome. Thank you. Whenever you guys want me back on, let me know. Thank you. Well, that's our show. Don't forget to come back on Thursday where we have more Vegas gambling content. And leave us a voicemail. Tell us about your March Madness betting, gambling experience, or if you have a really a wild story we want to hear it call us at 502-874-4453 or send us an email at spinsters at bluewirepods.com to be featured on the show and as always shout out to our amazing producer harry kinski hey this is richie i'm calling from houston texas uh, and I want to see the Rockets pick up Jalen Green tomorrow. Uh, yeah, that's about all I need in my life. Thanks so much.